the Federal Reserve Bank found that American savings accounts are being depleted at previously unprecedented rates. The U.S. savings balances mostly acquired during COVID thanks to stimulus payments, child tax credits, and expanded unemployment insurance benefits. So the U.S. savings balances fell to less than $190 billion dollars this summer. The Fed pointed out that this was down from $2.1 trillion at its peak in August of 2021, so just two years ago, and that was the result of $800 billion pandemic giveaway. This information was the result of a research that was focused on household savings patterns. It shouldn't be a surprise that inflating the economy artificially with so much cash was not going to end well. Never before was the fiscal spending during recessions this high. The economy was literally flooded with cash, and since there weren't very many options to spend it, traveling virtually stopped, consumers saved the money. If we look at the personal savings rate, we'll see that it peaked in 2020 for the first time since the 1960s, and it's been on the downward spiral ever since. So why is it bad news that Americans are about to deplete their savings? Why should we care what happens to other people's savings accounts? Well, it is because once access savings run out, and of course we uh, can be certain that these balances are unlikely to go back up to their previous levels anytime soon. So once these access savings run out, consumers will be able to afford less and less. Simultaneously with this, we will see that if and when inflation slows down, so will payroll and income growth. So disposable income of the middle class will continue to shrink. Millions of people will have to start student loan debt repayments later this year, which will further cut into their disposable incomes. The research concludes that should the recent pace of drawdowns persist, for example, at average rates from the past 3, 6, or 12 months, aggregate access savings would likely be depleted in the third quarter of 2023. The research does explain what's actually going on. It is counterintuitive to see the reports that say that inflation is hurting the middle class, but at the same time, middle class consumer confidence is getting stronger as they continue to spend more and more. Many of you pointed it out uh, in my previous video saying that it makes no sense that as inflation increases, consumers spend more and more. But there are only two ways for these people to keep spending. The first option is to rely more and more on using a credit card. And the second option is to continue using their savings. Right now, it seems that the middle class, which some people argue will start to shrink or disappear at some point in the future, the middle class is now doing both. They are supplementing their savings with excessive use of their credit cards and personal loans. The same research points out that consumer data reported previously wasn't even correct. The research found that late 2022 and early 2023 numbers weren't accurate and had to be subsequently adjusted. The Bureau of Economic Analysis recently revised its previous 
estimates to show household disposable income was lower and personal consumption was higher than previously reported for the fourth quarter of 2022 and the first quarter of 2023. The combined revisions brought down the Bureau's measure of aggregate personal savings by more than $50 billion. In addition, second quarter data indicates that household spending continues to grow at a solid pace. This is really well illustrated in this graph where you can see that the savings are being continuously depleted. That red area shows cumulative drawdowns. They reached more than $1.9 trillion as of mid-2023. This implies that there is less than $190 billion of access savings remaining in the economy. With the current spending habits, it won't last much longer, and most likely we will start seeing the impact later this year when consumers really start to struggle with having to make student loan payments in addition to having much, much less income at their disposal. I don't think it is an exaggeration to say that we are literally swimming in debt. In the three-month period from April to June, the end of the second quarter, the latest data available, total credit card debt surged to $1.03 trillion, which was an increase of $45 billion, or 4.6%, from the previous quarter. It marked the highest level on record in Fed data dating back to 2003. The $1 trillion figure marks a major reversal from just three years ago when households were rapidly paying off credit card debt with their excess savings. There is an uptick in borrowers who are struggling with credit card and auto loan payments. We mentioned that before. As of June, about 2.7% of outstanding debt was in some stage of delinquency, which is an increase from 2.6% recorded the previous quarter. The delinquency rate may start to climb soon as student loan payments resume in the fall. And of course, this will likely become a real test for many cardholders, for many middle-class consumers, because the amount they have to pay off card debt shrinks and leaves some people virtually unable to make minimum payments at all. This isn't going to change. Remember that major economic forces take time to affect our lives, so there literally isn't much that can change that can be done in the near term, and another rate hike would only accelerate it. What we're seeing now is really unusual. It's not typical to see this dramatic drop in savings. For example, during every single recession that took place after the 1970s, the savings rate increased up until the point of the economic downturn. This is not the case now. This graph shows that unlike any other period of time leading up to a recession, American savings started to drop dramatically in 2020 and continue to decline. Now let's quickly talk about the Fed's reaction because all of this is the result of their fiscal policies. In the latest meeting minutes uh, from July, the Fed admitted that they didn't even expect such an outcome. They're just as surprised as everyone around them. Tight financial conditions primarily reflecting the cumulative effect of the committee's shift to a restrictive policy stance 
were expected to contribute to slower growth in consumption in the period ahead. Instead, the rate of inflation did not slow down and is now being fueled by excessive spending and excessive debt. So increasing rates, tightening credit, were expected to yield a different result. So now the Fed is essentially just experimenting with their response. In other words, when we hear promising economic data, come back to these numbers and to this information to really understand what's going on. Thank you for watching this video and thank you so much for your support. It really means a lot. Remember to subscribe, turn on video notifications. You can do so by clicking the bell and make sure that you give this video a like. It does go a long way. And I will see you back here in my next one. Take care.